This is Anderson Street. I'm Vicky, your host, and we're just going to keep it quick, right? Like nobody's trying to hear all these long, drawn out intros to podcasts. So like you click the podcast, you knew what you were clicking. We have deep discussions that provoke uncompromising discourse, to be real. So that's what we have. The topic at hand is a doozy. If I do say so myself, I mean, not that I was there or that I'm biased, but whatever. So we're talking about oppression, niggatry, and identity. So that is a loaded situation. And I'm gonna just let this one rock. I'm not even gonna go into a little bit of a synopsis. You're just gonna listen and figure this one out. At the table, we have Nicole, uh, who hails from Boston. We've got Colton, a Long Islander, who both of those people were on remote year. So they've traveled the world at least for a year. Um, we've got Mark, who I, I've been in school with since maybe grammar. And Caress, who I knew since the University of Maryland days, a decade ago, unreal. As usual or not, because you don't know yet, it's going to be a usual. We want to know who you vibed with, who you really wanted to hear more from, what stories you wish were elaborated upon, who you felt like didn't represent, you know, who you represent, etc. We're always trying to improve. We want to know what you think. But also, we just want to hear any sort of feedback. So hit us with that in the commentary. If you prefer a visual, we are on YouTube as well as this episode. So make sure you go on there, subscribe and like Anderson Street TV. Same as Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All viable places to find us. We just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this conversation. Please bring it back to your tables. Let us know what happens. Welcome to ours. do you tell people this is how you refer to yourself? Um, it really depends on like the context of like what's about to go down. So I wanted to make sure he misgendered me in the beginning of this. I wanted to make sure that he knows my pronouns so he can consistently use them and everyone who's going to be at the table talking is here and present and here's me correcting him. So I just say uh, I, I don't use she, her pronouns. So okay. I also I just be like just say my name. Mm-hmm. If okay. people don't understand how to use they them pronouns then I just say you know just say my name. So instead of like caress one of this or caress or, or instead of like she wanted the apple pie you say caress one of the apple pie what about a, what about a stranger so like the polite thing to say from like from like if i was working in i'd like, say don't call me ma'am like excuse me miss yeah i'd That's... say don't call me miss okay. and then we'd go forward with the conversation okay. Okay. how do you think people react to right like the reaction i'm assuming yeah. people react to it some people time, i mean right? some people are just like okay and they keep it moving mm-hmm. um most times sometimes like people don't agree with it and they just scuff off at it yeah. but like uh if it's just an exchange people don't really give it too much time yeah um if people do decide to give it time then i'll just like smile and be like uh i, I said don't don't call me that so don't call me that and then mm-hmm. that'll be the end of the exchange yeah and if I, they keep going they keep going well, but what if they like you know there is that that moment though of someone was just taught something in the moment yeah. by someone else and then the next time they referred you, they may have just forgot, like forgotten that. So or... then I just correct them. Okay, you just... My issue, I don't have any problem correcting people. My issue is when people try to give me pushback on saying what I am and what yeah. I need to be referred yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. So if someone's me. like, oh shit, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, you're fine. like, hey, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you don't even have know. to necessarily apologize. You should apologize. But if you correct yourself in the moment, if you're like she and I'm like they and you're like they. Okay. 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 Well, what about if someone's like... Um, 
they really just don't know. So they you say, I'll say she, you say they, and, and then does anybody ever, or is anybody ever like, what? Like that, right. I mean that happens. Yes. Yeah, um, I just I would just say just use my name. Just mm-hmm. you don't have to right. to say she. Yeah, I'm registering it in my mind as we. You speak. probably have yeah. to have that conversation like a million times a day. Yeah. yeah. So like, at, at what point is like your like belief for like your identification like just that just seems like really inconvenient. <laughs> it's my and, identification like, I'm just sick every of day. It, like the conversation. Well, every day you have to tell people your name, and some people's names are harder to pronounce than others. But every day you put in that effort to say who you are because that's who you are. That's a good example. Totally, but like I'm, th- I'm thinking about like I mean, yeah, you definitely use your name because it's like your name, and you you can respond to your name, or whatever. But like if you're doing anything like of courtesy, like of common nature, like going to like the grocery store, and like somebody's like, "Excuse me, miss," like, do you have blah 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 or whatever? Like that seems like an appropriate. They would say, "Excuse me, miss," to me. Yeah, like if I if, if I, I'm like, at if, the grocery store. Yeah, if you're if you're working at the grocery store, like I hope you have a nice day, ma'am, or whatever. Well, like I'm not out. in those type of. I don't. I don't work in those spaces. Um, I I usually work in like uh, office spaces where like like everybody in my office. It's not even on my profile on my bio at, at my job. Like what my stuff is. I have clients all the time who misgender me, and I just say, please don't call me ma'am or please don't call me miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know the difference. They're on the end of like another phone line, right? So they're just like, okay, I made an assumption based on this person's voice, but that's not, might not be who they are. And so when I'm talking to people about a person, it's like, oh, you just made an assumption about my gender based by the way that I look, but that might not be who I am. Yes, but you can understand historically like why that is, of course. So do you give people a bit of pause to understand that like this is a massive transitionary moment for people to understand that, I, that gender I, is not two things? I mean, yes and no, right? So there, I could give them the grace, but like, it's also just, it's, I, I could give them like the grace and be understanding, but then how much of that am I sacrificing in that moment where it's like, I just told this person something and they're, they're like fighting Completely against it. Yeah. And it's just like, that really isn't really necessarily them not understanding gender is them being resistant to new information. Yeah. Fine. So, that's different. Yeah. And this is something that's like, um, how many people actually are asked when they do ask you like what does mm-hmm. that mean are asking because they're interested in learning more about it versus like well I don't understand that and it that's it doesn't ring true in my in my experience yeah. of life yeah yeah I mean I mean I mean for for people who I mean there there's always an opportunity where like I could walk away the only times that I'm not able to do that is when I'm under arrest right which it has been a situation where I was arrested mm-hmm. and the group that I was arrested with was constantly like correcting the officers so that I didn't have to put in that labor and be saying caress uses they caress uses them and no matter how much the police officers said I don't give a fuck or I don't give a damn they always corrected them so I, I didn't have to put in that labor so the way that like genderphobia and transphobia works isn't just like the person who's like combating you in that moment is how other people step up around you a way of normalizing this that I'd seen for the first ever time was uh, the recruiter had sent me an email and underneath her signature it said she her hers and I'd never seen that yeah. I I I mean, let me not say, of course, I know-ish about this world. Mm-hmm. I am not as well educated as I could be, so mm-hmm. I know that I can make mistakes due to ignorance. Mm-hmm. But seeing that, I thought, what an excellent way to start to normalize something that people just don't get so that it makes you think, oh, this is so important to some people mm-hmm. that it is their identity. Like, I don't even think about my identity as a female. I'm not going to say... I don't know. I'm a I'm a woman. I'm an American. I'm from New York. I'm like that's right. Yeah. It's that's yeah. How I look and how people have judged how I look is also how I want to. 
portray yeah, yeah, yeah. myself as a woman. So like, you're right. I never had to think about it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to toss that point out. I don't have a question. So, 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 no, so, so, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in there because I actually went on a job search and I, I saw something very similar. It was the first time that I'd ever seen that. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking at it from like the perspective of like being like a 13 year old kid and growing up. And like when I was 13 and growing up, like I wasn't thinking about what I identify as or what my gender was. I was just living my life in the way like I feel. And so I feel like presenting an option that could be like an other to some kid who's going through puberty and life is already enough confusing with hormones changing to present them another option that they have to then choose an identification is almost like even more confusing than just like letting him live his life. Is it? Or is that letting him live his life and understanding that there's more than just these two options that like your gender is fluid and you can grow up to be whoever, however you feel you are. I mean, I think innately, like if a parent was to lay out like, like my niece, she's two years old and she's very much like a girl. Like it's very like apparent. She like wears princess dresses and loves them. It's not good because she's surrounded by it. But like if I presented her like a blue football, a yellow, you know, whatever else it is and like a pink princess dress, she would like, she's, she's generally like drawn to the pink princess. The Does pink she have any other dresses? dresses? Does she have military clothes? She does. Does she have superhero clothes? Does she have like these other options, right? right or does. has her parents always just like been like, hey, you could do this. It's also kids have social norms just like we have social norms. If all the cool girls in class are wearing the princess dresses, I'm gonna wanna wear a princess right. dress too. Right. If sure. I know that I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna be made fun of because I have a Spider-Man outfit on, I'm not gonna wear a Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. Even if that's the one that you want to, yeah. to be wearing. Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't know where the conversation can like end. It's not that it's ending. Yeah, no. It's like, just. It's just. I'm thinking how it like, is. like the kids are like as kids are going to be kids, right? And like they're going to be attracted to the things they're attracted because like kids live their life in the most like present moment possible, and they just go from moment to moment just by like feeling. And so like you're right. If like kids, if a girl goes to school and like other girls are wearing princess dresses, she's going to wear a princess dress and not like a Spider-Man costume. So like the the op- presenting the option of other, I still don't really necessarily like, understand like the benefit of it. I don't even know honesty. if it's presenting I, I, the option, right? It's just like it just seems more confusing. Hopefully, going into a world where if someone doesn't feel like they're they're like if I didn't feel like I was a woman or identified yeah. as a woman, just knowing that there would be an option or like that there. You know, like, that I'm not that's so like, that's different a, that I'm completely yeah. by myself in closet and clandestine. Yeah. That there's a supportive group here that yeah. understands I'm something else. It's not to confuse the masses, I think. Of it's like, just to, I guess, identify a, your own self. Yeah. Like, or, or just to be like, okay, well, I don't really feel, I don't identify as a woman or like as a girl mm-hmm. if I'm like 12 or like. Or girly. Off, girly. I, I don't like, really identify with, I don't want to play with these toys necessarily. I want to play with these toys, but I know I'm going to be made fun of by playing with these toys. But what if we normalized it? We're like, like they're toys. Toys aren't gendered. They're just they're toys. Just toys. Yeah, Kids can play with any toys, toys that they want right. to. Sure. Yeah. But we've normalized this where it's like girls can only play with these toys. Boys can only play with these toys. What's so wrong with saying whoever can play with whatever? Is that confusing for a child or does that give that the child like this freedom to know I don't have to have anxiety about playing with whatever toys that I want or when you take a child into a store and be like you can shop whatever side that you want to shop on is that confusing but I think society set that up regardless of anything yes so the underlying factor is where you're growing up who you're growing up around that's society so there's stuff for the boys there's stuff for the girls if your child was to grow up boy let's just say for instance playing with a doll there's some families that's gonna frown upon that. Mm-hmm. Hey, of you know, you're not supposed to take the to doll be, away. Take the doll away. Yeah. They'll do that. Yeah. You know. At the end of the day, like you know, I'm learning sitting at the table yeah. just from yeah. you saying that. Mm-hmm. 
like I have to take that in. And like you said, it's confusing to the masses. Like I'm sitting yeah. here really quiet. Like man, I got like, so so in this yeah. moment, yeah. you know, yeah, because I want to be for anybody else that's sitting and watching this. It's like, damn, you know what? I was confused, but I'm glad he spoke up because it is like that. But I, I don't think for a child there should be set any boundaries given. Yes, they should be given the opportunity to go and explore. Um, some things, you know, might have to be set with limit or with understanding. But there's many people that don't teach in that that aspect. So, but that's yeah. the thing. That's what we're pushing for now is mm-hmm. for like you know you have school teachers who know how to handle these situations and know how to give these kids these options. Correct. I know growing up, like our teachers for like the holidays and things gave us like explicitly like boys got action figures, girls got dolls. Gotcha. Whereas like now they just bring a basket and kids get to choose whatever right. they want. Gotcha. Right. Well, so it's just like pushing. I, I think that's great. And yeah, I think like innately like a kid will be like whether they're a girl or a boy will automatically go to an action figure. Or go to a doll. For sure. And I think it could be confusing, like presenting like just another option. It's like they're, it's like presenting like something there where they should be thinking like who they are, like not linearly, but like who they are in the moment, just like what they're reacting to. And then presenting them like letting them know like there's another thing out there that you could be and not letting them just like be. Mm. I'm not trying to, this this is strictly. I think we hear you, but like also there, and I made this example a day before in Asia, you know, where there's a multitude of cultures and religious uh, conformity and so on, but like lady boys in Thailand or transgender and there's a population there and okay, it's not acceptable by by every Southeast Asian culture there, but in Thailand, these ladyboys, no, I mean, I sat there and listened to these ladyboys talk about their experiences and they knew always before they were five. Yeah. And like, I just biologically, right, biologically, if your personality is set by the time you're three, mm-hmm. then the idea of like nurture versus nature or is yeah. this a development, I think that what is is what is and the rest of it, the, the nurture part is you having to determine how much you're going to allow society to tell you what you're allowed to say, as opposed to you saying what you say, which is against society, and well, therefore you've become otherized. Well, you said you knew before you were five, or by the time you were five. Yeah, you know I knew at like, four. You knew at four. Did you yeah. know like what it? Did you understand what it was? No, were, so like just kind of felt different. Like yeah, so for me, I I remember, um, and and you and it's like yes, that was a young age. We were like, oh, how can you can't remember? Because you you know it's when a, when you're being pushed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know as a child like what's traumatizing, and like you remember like those moments. And I remember um, oh being in pre-K. I was four years old. And they had like the comp, we were reading fairy tales or something like that. And all the books that I picked up, it was all like girls who didn't necessarily look like me. They're all were white. They're all were white, you know, in these storybooks. They're all were white or they all were animals and monsters and things like that. There weren't anybody who looked like me, right? And and I remember looking through and it was all like either a very masculine character and a very feminine character and they all were like getting together, right? And so I feel like every time we read these stories, like there was like this, ooh, so-and-so has cooties, so-and-so likes this person and likes this person. And it was just like, well, none of the people who it looks like I'm supposed to like, I actually like. And like these girls that I'm constantly sitting next to, like... I actually kind of like her, but I didn't understand them as feelings of like sexualization yeah, or feelings sure. of like love or anything like that. Cause I'm it's a like child, closest. I don't understand it. Right. But I knew that I wanted to play with her. I knew yeah. that I wanted to give her my snacks. Yeah. I knew that I wanted you to- You knew that you weren't gonna go for the yeah. prince in that book. No, I knew I wasn't gonna yeah. go to the prince. I was gonna go for the girl with the luxurious hair, yeah. who was really beautiful, <laughs> who wore these clothes that I really liked, but I didn't particularly want right. to wear. But I like yeah. that you're wearing them. Yeah, I was like, they look good on her. Yeah. 
and you know, and I wanted to sit next to her on the bus, and, and it was just like this attraction where I couldn't name it because I'm a child, right? Yeah. But I knew that I wanted her to have some of my like Jello pudding, and I knew I wanted her to have some. <laughs> a little bit Jello pudding. Yeah, I, I knew I knew I wanted to cool. share snacks. Take my snack, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and I knew these things earlier on, and as I got older, and I and I started to understand attraction and love and sex and all these things, I was just like. Oh, okay. So these are the things that I want to do and experience yeah. with this type of person. And you know, there were also teachers that I had crushes on too, right? I didn't have any crush. I didn't have a crush on my gym teacher, right? I had a crush on like my second grade teacher when she would bend over and help me, and there was a little cleavage right. going on right there, you know. And we know, we know that like childhood sexuality yeah. is real because right. we know that as children, when we're in first, second grade, mm -hmm. we understand we want to kiss this person yeah. on the yeah. cheek, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, we like, we do kind of want to share cooties, right? right? You know, and we know that we're mean to that person that we like. Yep. And those are the same things I was experiencing, but the person looked like me. Yeah. Right. True. Mm. So I think, like, for me, I, and I look back on, you know, I have friends who came out later, like, you know, all of these, and all of these people that were trying to figure it out, like, as they were growing up, because they, again, like you said, like, they weren't having the same experiences as their friends or whatever. And I was, like, you know, I'm a white girl from Boston, like, mm -hmm. Just living life, didn't really have to deal with anything like, like right. crazy. Like I'm straight. I like men. I'm just, you know, gonna have. Everyone's like, when are you gonna get married and have babies? Like that's my struggle. And um, but then I look back and I'm like, oh, like that sucks that my friend couldn't express himself until he was like 30, right? Or like, you know. And I'm, I'm like, I was like blessed, you know, in in that sense of like. Not because it makes me better. It's you just, just like, didn't have I to deal with that to... identity yeah. secret. Yeah, and you know, I didn't know that there was another option. And hopefully, like, I didn't know that other people were trying to figure out their shit when you grow up because you don't know. And I think that's a big issue. Is like, it's not like oh, if I knew that there was an option, like a third option to be gay or to be like you know, I didn't identify with women or men, it's not like I would be like, oh, now I have a choice. I would right. just be like, oh, well, maybe so-and-so. Like, I, I think we're almost having two different conversations here. Like, one one is sexuality, and the other one is, like, identification. And I but think I, there's... I, I think well, think there's, there's about gender, sexuality yeah. and gender. I mean, they, Sex, they, they go together, because you can't really identify your sexuality without having an understanding of gender and how people... Like, like yeah, I can't but, say that I'm queer, right, mm -hmm. if, like, I don't understand that the other person may not be the gender that people expect me to be with. Of course, they're related, but I think, like, identification and sexuality is a, is complete different. There's, like, a complete so difference. So you like, identify as, like, You identify as, like, sure, like, you identify as, like, you don't identify as male or female, right? No, I identify as gender non-conformal. Gen gender non-conformal, okay. So identification, like, your sexuality, I think, are completely different conversations. Like, for example, like, there's, in Facebook, there's, like, when you sign up for Facebook now, there's, like, 48 different ways to identify yourself. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, I, like identifying as something and then just being like attracted to another gender, I think is a, like is is different. Like they're they're not as far apart as <coughs> they are for people, right? Like every single thing we're talking about is relative. It can be. So yeah, they're you, related. If you say I'm Colton, I'm hetero, I'm white, and I'm privileged, those are how you identify yourself. If someone else says I'm Joe and I'm from Boston, and that's as far as his identification goes, he has chosen that. Like. So some may put their sexuality in there, 
and yeah. some may not. Right? Oh, I think what you're saying is that like we're talking about journey and identification, and so we're to also we're talking about gender and we're talking about sexuality grouped into the same conversation. But it sounds like what you're saying is that like these are two different journeys. I think for some people they are two different journeys, and then for some people. Like, they go along that same journey together. For me, they were grouped together. Because if I were assigned, say I were assigned male at birth and I identified as a boy, I would have never had this struggle with, like, my sexuality because I've been like, I'm attracted to girls. That's that. I was assigned male at birth. That was a real last statement. But it is true because they assign, as soon as you are born, you are assigned your gender, regardless of, like, what you, what, because, like, we all hit puberty and we grow into different things, right? Like, body parts, like, what body part you are? That's what I was saying. Um, why are you, why do you define yourself as non, non-gender conforming versus like, mm-hmm. you know, just, um, identifying as a, as a male? If that yeah. So, so, you know, <clears throat> that's, that's a good question. I don't really feel like I'm a male, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't. I don't have a mental. I don't have phallus envy, right? I don't yeah. want a penis, right? Like I do enjoy my breasts. <laughs> I don't, also, you know, I like, I'm, I like that term. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't have phallus envy at all. I I don't want to have balls. Like I, these are things that I don't desire to have, yeah, right? I'm I'm very like comfortable in myself and like in, in my in the body that I'm given. But I also don't really identify like as necessarily like a woman. I know like the way that like my reproductive system works, right? I know the way that like the way I fit into clothes, the way, like, what side of the store that, like, I'm shopping on, I know that, like, I don't feel comfortable in women's clothes, like, mm-hmm. at all, right? I more so identify, like, with masculinity. Yeah. Um, but, like, still, up, like, still I'm understanding man, and like... being comfortable in my body. Like, my body and my body parts, I feel look good in, like, these particular clothes, but these particular clothes don't necessarily assign with what I was assigned with at birth. So when I say I'm gender non-conforming, I can't necessarily conform to femininity, but I can't fully conform to masculinity. Yep. I'm not going to go through any surgery or anything like mm-hmm. that, right? So I'm like right there in the middle. Yeah. So then you said you do identify as, as queer? Yes. So then how, like if you identify as non-gender conforming to be queer, do you have to be, is that like attracted to other non-gender conforming? No, not necessarily. So um, me by saying that I'm queer, um, it's saying that like I'm obviously like not a lesbian, right? I don't identify as a woman and I'm not attracted to specifically other women, right? I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm gay because that has a lot of patriarchy that's like grouped up in it, right? Um, so like when I say that I'm queer, I'm queer um, in a gender realm as in like I'm not like this one specific thing. And then with my sexuality, I'm attracted to cis women. I'm attracted to trans women. I'm attracted to masculine women who may identify as gender nonconforming. There's like an array of What's people cis? that I'm attracted to. So cis, so all of you are cis, right? So, oh. so cis means that you are, this, cis means same. Right? So all of you identify with what you were assigned with at birth, correct? Correct. So you would all be considered cis. Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. idea. I thought it was a whole other thing. Like mind blowing, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And new word. Like new word. I didn't know that. So it's CIS. And so like you would be identified as like a cis man, right? You were assigned boy at birth. These are assumptions that I'm making. If I'm wrong, then like please correct me. I totally got you. It's okay. Okay, especially this <laughs> yeah, so so you were you were assigned this at birth, and this is something that you identify as, and you haven't altered from at like all in your life, right? Okay. So 
That's what cis is. So you have cis and you have trans. Trans right. means yeah, like transition, yes. trans, trans, right? Yeah. Trans, yeah. you understand trans. Yep. And then you have non-binary. Right, which yeah. not on a spectrum. So it means you don't, so non-binary means that you don't, so the binary is male, female, yeah. masculine, feminine, right? right? Yeah. So non-binary meaning you don't fall into either of those categories. You're somewhere on the yeah. spectrum. And that's the same thing with gender non-conforming. I'm not conforming to either, I'm just fluid. Mm -hmm. So sexuality is fluid, right? And so like sexuality is fluid in general, right? Like all of you yeah. have had sex probably for a long time, right? Are you attracted to the same people you were attracted to 10 years ago? No, no. Exactly, sexuality no, is fluid, God. right? Oh my God, I die. So, so that's the thing is like, you can say, you can say that you identify with something. Like you may have been attracted to taller men, you both may have been attracted to skinnier women at some point, right? But that doesn't mean you're attracted to that type of person now, right? Yeah. Because gender, it, gender is fluid, because you also present, you also dress differently than how you did 10 years ago, so right? I'll, yeah. I'll, you know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's true. Yeah. Fluid so is like, a new word. I just fluid. recently, yeah, fluid. 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 It's all right. I, I need to get this down because it was introduced to me literally about a week ago. And oh. I said, no, really? Yeah. yeah. And Relevance. I'm like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is just what comes to. So I needed to, this is a question I needed to answer. But it's you a continuum, right? Like, you guys aren't attracted to the same people you were 10 years ago. You don't dress the same so all of you are also very fluid in your gender yeah. as well so i'll admit like <laughs> i was I'll, like what yeah i'll admit i'm a cis Gosh. cis woman yeah. which just found that out but i'll admit when i was growing up like irish catholic family oh grown up like yeah. real guilt like, yeah, oh, the yeah. Guilt shame guilt real. secrets and my parents are still together like you know i had a view of what what love and sex and like the world was and this is it was this path like you know there isn't even a lot of biracial families in boston like it was just like you know you meet someone down the street you're gonna get married it'll be fine um and if we ever heard of like you know people in open relationships or anyone who was growing up who like had a little bit different view of sex i'd be like you're a psychopath like i would just straight up judge and straight Whoa, up but also yeah like close-minded yeah. and then um, it wasn't because I was like a bad person but I just had this very small view and as I've grown up I'm like fluid like I'm like all right like the world can look very different ways and people can be happy in so many different partnerships environments like what works for you doesn't work for me and that has been the biggest revelation in my life where I'm yeah. just like just because you're choosing a different path or like you it doesn't affect you it does literally <laughs> it it do doesn't affect me. Right. So like, I, yeah, I'd be like, you know, you're you're hooking up with like four people at, at once. Like, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. you're the, wow. you're you're down this path of like <laughs> living your best life. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and oh, I'm like, you're like, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but it's it's only because I've like met more people that have like right are trying something new and are from different neighborhoods that I'm just like, or different cities, different countries. But it's like, new to you. So new to me that I'm just like, oh, you seem very happy and put together. And yeah. you are in this open relationship and you're in the, one of the most loving relationships I've ever seen. And that works. Mm. So and do, like, So do yeah. you think like, oh, I can be that now that you're outside of that spectrum? Mm -hmm. I think I'm more open to trying things, but I don't, this is not about me. No, because listen, no, you're you right. come, it, and it's not, it's not yeah. to subject you to anything, but you, all right, we would call, I, no, excuse me, I would call 
that you came from a sheltered lifestyle. Seeing the same thing, yeah. you know, versus myself or anybody else at this table, seeing so many other different things. And now that you got the experience and you're opening, you're opening up and you're being able to see this stuff, are you happy to that you are outside of that spectrum now to see things so, other than Or are you just respecting from afar? Exactly. I, I, I just am very interested in how people paint a tableau of how they were raised into then maybe how they think now of things. I think that's the only thing that really, I mean, your experience and the way that you were raised really like shapes what you believe in, in many things, right? Like, and nobody knows the way that I grew up and I don't know the way that you grew up. I don't know the way that you grew up and like, unless you really talk about it, right? And I, right. I think that's totally fair. I mean, and it also goes into who you grew up around after because there's the family and then there's when you step outside your friends. Sure. Right. And when who, you're in school, yeah, you're there for a lot for, more sure. time than you are yeah, yeah. with your parents or yeah. guardians. Yeah. 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 Experiences yeah. being that, you know. And so. I think for me, like, I have a, I want to understand and I want to, like, know how other people live and what other options are out there. But since I, you know, again, I'm a white girl from Boston, like, pretty standard home situation. I get a little bit nervous asking questions because it's like, I'm afraid that people are going to be like, well, you just don't understand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, tr I'm trying but to I want understand, to. but I want Give to, but shot. I also just don't want to like... Yeah. Part of it is you educating yourself too yeah. so that the labor doesn't necessarily fall on the oppressed person. I know that like the topic that we're talking about today is like the oppressed yeah. educating the oppressors. The way you can disrupt like that narrative is just simply by educating yourself. So, Google is yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. But can't answer But there are people who are educators who are online that you can reach out to to get mm. those answers so you don't have to like ask questions ask, like, of your friends, friends right? Because like, some people. your friends aren't always educators. They're just humans that are just trying to live That's their life. Like, Right. Mm. Yeah, I try to. I think I am like educate. I educate yeah. myself enough, but like I do rely heavily on like I ask my friends questions. Should be able especially to. when I'm like super. You know, I trust them and they trust me. I'm like, you know, I was just out to dinner with my gay friend Dan, and I was literally like, I mean, we were we had a couple of bottles of wine, and I was just like, yeah. okay, can you tell me what this means and tell me yeah. what this means. And he was like, you know, ready. He open, was ready, and he book. was giving. But I also, yeah, like. You know, I have never thought like, okay, I'm not going to ask this question of this, but I'm going to Google it later mm -hmm. because I, I, it's this like fine line of like, I don't want to be part of the problem. I want to like, I want to like educate myself and, um, and I also want people to know that like I'm interested in them yeah. too and like their mm -hmm. lives, but yeah, yeah, I guess it's like how much should I ask versus how much should I Google. It should be a combination of both is yeah. what I'm saying. It's mm -hmm. just like, just so not all the labor is on your friends, but yeah. you are also educating yourself because you educating yourself isn't just for your friends. It's for your life. It's for you. Mm -hmm. It's for your openness and your understanding of the world. I think that's totally fair. I think like, one, I'll say like, the, the reason this conversation doesn't happen a lot is because the biggest fear that like I have as a labeled like white male in our political climate is like not the best. But we've, like the biggest fear that, that I have at least is like that I am misunderstood. And it scares the shit out of me that like I could say something that like offends someone else and like I, really all I'm coming at is like a perspective like I don't get this and I wanna learn. And I was thinking like I just wanna have the conversation but I never once thought to like do research on it. I never once thought to like go and yeah. Google what that means. What, like, what, did, I never, uh, what so was So you it? can't be that scared. 
What do you mean? If you're not even Google, you're not even. No, I never even thought about it. No, I was like, no, I would rather, I would rather like have the conversation with somebody's like personal experiences. I thought that was like a very good way to educate myself, but I never once thought to go back and Google it. Right. Well, what I'm saying is that your fear is is fear out of embarrassment and not fear out of livelihood. Like somebody like myself Mm -hmm. and this person right here, like we need to know our rights in order to be able to navigate the world because like if we say the wrong thing to the wrong person, that could be life or death. For, even Vicky, that could be life or death for any of us, right? So, like, your fear, again, is out of embarrassment and not necessarily, like, your livelihood. And to that point, like, I'll even just say, you know, I'm biracial, I'm light-skinned, so no one ever knows what I am. I could be Dominican, could be Egyptian, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever. I could be Ethiopia, I could be whatever. But, um, and I've spoken about this with a few of the people in the room, but but there, was, there became a certain point, it was after college, um, and I, a switch was flipped, and I no longer saw brown men as partners. It was white men. And it was a time where I started to think like I could be interested in procreating. And I thought I don't want to raise or even have to deal with uh, raising children that are brown or possibly than me. And speaking with them about what that means in this country and what they need to look out for that other people do not, like my mom. Um, and she wouldn't be able to assist as a family member, as a grandmother in this raising because she doesn't quite get it either. And that is the true reason, like actually mentally why that switch just occurred. And there are a lot of gaps there in that cultural divide of, of dating white men that they don't understand really anything about me or what I'm going through, even though I'm light-skinned. But I'm, people see me as black in this country. Or we'll go as far as to say I'm African-American, which I'm like, that's the most. <laughs> but, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a real ass, difficult ass thing to say. Like, Mark is just looking down at his hands while I'm talking about this. I, my dad knows that I think this way. and He had to walk out the room. Like, that is a very difficult conversation to have. And every black parent has to have it with their child. But you know what? Like for you to go through that, me having my head down isn't me feeling any type of way. I'm really internalizing what you're saying because I've known you for that long. And if you ever felt that type of way, I'm like really an open door type of person. Vicky know this. If she ever needs me for anything, I'm there. And like just to feel that type of way, I feel like nobody should. You yeah. even have a question to ask that if it ever has to do anything with how does a black person interpret this or whichever? I would say, open, ask me that question. Yeah. I don't care because as long as you're willing to ask, shows me that you care. Right. You understand so, what I'm saying? From my, it's not malicious. Like, yeah, yeah it's not. hearing you say yeah. that is like really sad because I've never even, I obviously have never even had to think no, about that. It's not I've, me either. Though. Like, I've never seen a black guy and been like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, he's hot. Like, maybe I should... I've never seriously dated one, but, like, if I wanted to, it's I don't... Question. That wouldn't even cross my mind, but, like... But then that makes me think, like, what would he be thinking about me and, like, how do we bridge that? How would we even bridge that gap? So, like, we... I don't want to not be able... You know, that, like... Right. I want to not even have know that, that option. Right, like, you didn't yeah. even know that until that was just said right now. Yeah. So it's, it's like, you don't know what you don't know until someone just shows it, it to you. yeah. 
And that's the point of conversation. Yeah, that's why I'm avoiding having. dating white people. I don't want to have to go through that mm -hmm. educational period. That's I don't want to have to educate true. my partner on my experiences <laughs> of be being mad. black. I have to be with somebody who understands that when we walk outside, we need to have our IDs on us. Like, I need to be with somebody who understands when we get pulled over, there is a game plan that we need to come so up with. What like, if, like, what if you met someone that you were who's white and there is just like something that was right. you can't, bringing you, can't you guys, deny you it. couldn't deny it. Like how do, <coughs> as a, like, if that was me and we were dating, which like maybe one day, hey. no, no, just kidding. <laughs> one never knows. Uh, one never knows. But like, what can I do to, what could I do? What can white people do to like make it so you don't feel like it's a job. It's a job. A you feel like, you know, being supportive and like just trying to, it's that's it's like just trying to understand and be there when you obviously cannot fully understand it's you know understanding that, that you can't fully understand that's like that's the first helpful. step yeah. is understanding i'm never going to fully you understand what your yeah. job is of understanding is how you can show up for that person yeah so like when situations do happen how can i use my white privilege in that situation to like hold this person down because i know this person's about to have a whole other experience with yeah. this law enforcement than i'm about to have or even when we're at the restaurant like for, for like for example i have like white friends and white family members right mm -hmm. and like when Whenever we go to catch a cab, they know that they need to be the ones to do that, right? Because, like, the cab's probably not going to pick me up. Yeah. We know when we go to make reservations, they need to be the one to step up and make the reservation, and it needs to be in their name because they know that I might get skipped over. So it's like my white friends and my white family members knowing that, like, they have a responsibility mm -hmm. in their privilege, knowing that society is, is set up the way it is, that, like, they need to show up in these ways because, like they have to understand that, like, they're not going to fully understand my experience, but they have to fully understand their privilege. Yeah. That's interesting. Damn. Because yeah. that comes down to, like, name. Mm -hmm. Like, you see that on the application. There's no way I'm getting passed to turn it down. Like, that's the reason why I was given the name that I, yeah. I was. Yeah. And my brother's yeah. given the name. You couldn't be So it couldn't be subjected. Yeah. You just all. It's just a factor. It's funny you brought that up, and that's the first thing that popped in my mind. Name. name. You understand what I'm saying? Even when I am pick up the phones, a lot of people will tell you, when you hear me, when you hear me over the phone, you would not think I am who I am in person. You wouldn't think I'm black. Was there work put in there for that? Was there? I mean, my I was raised education through education. I had to hold myself to a certain extent. I wasn't, you know, using certain words. I can't say ain't and all that. My mother raised me. It's not the fact that I went through that. My mother raised me and taught me certain ways to carry how to carry myself. Period. So no one should ever have a problem with me. But it falls into respectability politics of what type of things that I need to follow as a black person in order to even be validated in this country, right? Yeah, yeah. And it, even if that means that my child can't experience the freedoms that they should have every right to, if they act like this, then they might be able to walk amongst this earth like another day. For sure. For sure. No, you're right. Because, I mean, you know, thinking as a black male and stuff, I didn't think about that in high school. I just was able to move how I was able to move. Right. I don't until maybe my second year in college is when I started looking at, oh, if I do that, I could be, you know, looked at differently, that type of thing. Like, <laughs> I grew up in a very diverse town yeah. where I was respected from white kids, Spanish kids. I made friends with everybody. So there's not, there's really, there's rarely anybody could say that they were not friends, to that. you know? True. So we went through that. So you talk about, I came from a whole different spectrum from a lot of other black kids themselves. They'd be like, how can you get down with that white boy? What do you yeah. mean? Right, I don't get it. Like, yeah. he's not white to me first and foremost because I never saw color. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a different aspect when it comes to, to 
just being around people and what it could be looked at from the outside in where I have my friends that carry themselves a certain way and I have other friends that carry themselves a certain way. And literally for me, I could say, you know, respectively, I play both sides of the spectrum. And I'm not ashamed to say it at all because like I said, you have to know when to carry yourself. You're gonna curse up a storm around your friends but when you get around your parents, you're holding yourself yeah. up tight. Everybody does oh, yeah. Code it. Code switching. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. But I'm not doing it um, in a way to to be accepted by anybody or anything like You're that. You're not assimilating. Just, yeah, I'm just, just, it's just how I am. It's not even, like, it's not even, it's just, I'm, I've been around it. There was no, oh, this is that, this is that. This is just how I learned there. This is how I learned here. And if I ever have to use that here or use that here, I'm respected either way. So I get that from anybody that comes in touch with me, you know? But it comes down to respecting how people view you and if they are willing to, you know, be open to you or respect where you're coming from or how you carry yourself. Yeah. I think it goes a long way. I feel like I can't, that's, I hear that. And then it's also like, if I was like that, then I couldn't really be my true self. Um, if I had to, if like respectability for me means that I need to dress a certain way or I need to carry myself in a certain way. Cause I'm constantly pushing up against like social norms, right? Like if I say ain't, I said, ain't, you know what I meant when I said it. And I don't care if this is a, a, a space where I'm supposed to use a different type of vernacular. I have a, I have an undergrad degree from University of Maryland. My graduate degree is from Columbia University. I'm an Ivy League student, but I can still choose to use Ebonics, and you're still going to understand what I'm saying when I'm saying it. And so for me, it's just like I understand people feeling the need to fall into this respectability politics, but I also am someone where it's just like if I'm constantly falling into respectability politics, what does that mean for the kids coming up who don't have access to that language, who don't have access to that education, and they're still trying to get into the same doors that I'm in? Right. But see, now if that child does come across you, you would change. Hey, you know, you can't really say it that way. Say it this way. You're going to correct that because you already know how they can fall. I know how they can fall. I think, I think. well, if they're not my child, then I, I can offer them something different. At home, they may be getting that respectability mm -hmm. thing, but they can also see someone who is gender nonconforming, someone who is black, and someone who has had a very successful career and be like, well, they're saying ain't, right? right. Like, so I can use it in these spaces, and then I can also choose a path where right. I can say ain't and still be successful. Yeah, of course, of course. It's not a, it's not an on and off switch for me. It just is what it is when it comes out, however it comes out. Mm -hmm. It's not a switch, so... You know, I, like I said, it's just ultimately is people being able to ask what they want to ask at right. a certain time. So I think that's interesting because there's not enough people that ask what they want to ask. Or there's not enough people that there's enough people that ask what they want to ask. There's not enough people that that are willing to understand it. Or like mm -hmm. there are people that you have to educate on things like, mm -hmm. you know, all of this women's mm -hmm. movement. Like men don't want to hear it. They're nope. not like, you know. No offense, but offense. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way of like everything you have to deal with, but like, if I have to defend myself of why that's offensive to me, I don't have the energy unless you're like really trying to understand and then like adjusting, like don't say this because it offends me mm -hmm. or like, you know, but so many people are like, well, I don't understand why that's offensive. So well, I'm what's just going to keep going. What's wrong with it? Um... Let me try to think of like. Well, first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh, you have a period? Uh. <laughs> no, I'm just a bitch. So how about that? I'm just loud today. Oh. Or you just want to hold them accountable in the moment because you <laughs> just said something disrespectful. Right. Like, and you know how many times I like, you know, uh, 
a man says something like really sexually offensive like in the office I'm just like I don't want to deal with this right now because right. I'm going to be like that's offensive and they're going to be like we wore skirt well, today yeah or they're going to the be legs. like they're going to be like um you're just too uptight mm. and I'm like so yep. see like that way just oh, yeah. not even to cut you off but just like how you feel I think that's how it is in like a biracial relationship yeah. like you're stating earlier there's some things that you just got to know you know when to stick up for when not to yeah and I, but I think that's like I'm just avoiding all roadblocks huh? I'm just avoiding all roadblocks like, <laughs> it's like it's a whole it's so many it just by dating someone who isn't a white person I avoid so many conversations not to say that there aren't black people who I've dated who weren't problematic right yeah. um, I'm not gonna sit there and say that but <laughs> I'm more different. willing to sit with them through that because they are someone who either has had similar experiences to me or are going to go through similar experiences yeah but I think like I mean, I'm this again, like, I just don't, I try not to deal with it because it's like, unless someone's really interested in learning and like going to adjust how they behave because of like how it makes somebody else feel, like, I'm not gonna go through that. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time and tell you that like you shouldn't do this because of XYZ if you're just gonna be like, well, you're just being sensitive, you know? But having said that, like, I'm really struggling right now between feeling like it's my obligation to. Stand up. Stand up and educate and like, yeah. you know, and yeah. But it makes you try to figure out other ways to do it. So maybe you yeah. don't want to have to every day stick up for something that's offensive. So then go to your policy chair and talk mm-hmm. to them about what's what does it mean to change office norms when it comes to like yeah. these things. So, yeah. So this whole topic like actually came out of like a, a conversation I was having at, at my dinner table with, with my family. Um, and they were asking like, what like what are you doing? Like, what's the show about? Like, how's it going? And I was like, this is good. like this is what we're doing. Um, we're like encouraging like civil discourse amongst like people who are completely different. Um, but then it got to like it it grew into a conversation about like how like, at what point does like the oppressor have to like the oppressed have to educate the oppressor on like what is appropriate and what's not. Mm-hmm. And so that bled into a conversation of like of what it like what the N word means. Um, and pl- like, please don't take this and like, this is coming from like a perspective like I don't understand this and I have friends who are black who are of socioeconomic backgrounds who are similar to mine. I've got friends who are of socioeconomic backgrounds that are like different than mine. And so they all use the word um, in, in connotation that's like friendly. And then like if they do something rat, if they do something bad, it's like of like aggression. And so it has that connotation of both, of both meanings yeah. when you, it's black to back. Um, and so the way that I relate to it is like, I'm Jewish. I have Jewish friends. I would never go to my Jewish friend and be like, "What's up, Kike?" Or, excuse me, I, I should not say that. So that can be edited what? out. Like what? What? Like what? but you need to put it no, out because no, no. I'm, I'm gonna say the N word. Okay, okay. I'm gonna say nigga. Okay, okay. You said okay. it. I, okay, okay. Like you said it. Okay. This is the thing. This is the. I'm I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. I don't want to get you to feel uncomfortable. Okay, right. You know, that's when I called Vic up on the phone. I was like, Vic, like this this should be a topic. Is like, and I was even. I, was, I texted Vic. I was like, Vic, like, th- I think I've got a topic. Right. And she was like, what is it? I, I felt, I was like, Vic, I don't want to text this. Mm. Um, I felt really, yeah. I felt like really, like really uncomfortable texting. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and so like, it's the equivalent of like, because I'm Jewish, like me going to another friend and like that word from like its roots are very derogatory. Right. Um, and so it's equivalent me going to another Jewish person and saying that as like a black person going to another person, another black person and saying, saying that. Right. But it's really like I've grown up knowing that like it's not okay for you and I to say that. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. It, it. Like why is it not okay for us to do something when it's so common in your vernacular? Um, 
Okay, I know. I, you, go ahead, go I'm ahead. Just, go, I'm, go. Just, I'm gonna just wait on this one. I'm just gonna say that I have been struggling with this conversation yeah. more than I anticipated that I would. So I'm also going to sit here and pause and really just allow Mark to take this one for a moment. And okay, I'm gonna right. sit here and, and listen because <laughs> okay. like this is something like I, I've had this conversation with my friends and like it comes to the point where it just they just say like it's just cuz. Yeah. Uh, well, oppression. The oppressor used that to degrade, mm-hmm. you know. Um, to label, it, it, to categorize. Yeah, I mean, every, every, everything, basically, you could put it as is how it's set forth, said by this. And, of course, it's coming from 400 years. Of being normalized. Of, yeah. It wasn't a nickname. You know, that was no, what we that's were what you were, as. you know. So when someone outside of our color spectrum says it, you know, Honestly, it goes off a of sound that time too. How I say that and why I say that because I did have a Caucasian friend that said it. Right, but nigga, not nigger. Yeah, that's another distinction. Right, that's a massive right. distinction. Right, so you know what it is. But at the same time, it, it was a factor that I had to sit and have a conversation with the person around because who they hung around, let let it be okay, right. and to protect them for further from then on is to tell them you know you can't use that. You know, in our society, black culture, hip hop, it's used all the time. All the time. I, I, I use it. I'm not going to sit up and say I don't. It's being reclaimed. I, yeah, it's being reclaimed as a positive. That's the difference. So if it's being reclaimed for like, certain people to use, use. So that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so that does make sense. Can I jump in? Please. Are you married? No, I'm not. Okay. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes. Can I call your girlfriend girlfriend? Can yeah. I say that's my girlfriend? Can I outwardly say like that's my girlfriend? Or call it, her boo. Can I call her boo or yeah, babe? Can, can I call your mom mom? Right? Can I be like, when you're not around, can I be like, yo, that's my mom? I think but if my very close friends, absolutely. I'm not a close friend. Sure. That's right. And yeah, yeah. so like me and your mother don't have that relationship, mm-hmm. right? So there's no reason why I should be calling your mother mom. We don't have that connection. We don't have that history. Okay. Right? We don't have that type of relationship. It's disrespectful for me to be calling her mom okay. when she's not my mom. That's okay. not the type of relationship or history that we have. So for you to say, why can't other people say it, or why do we say that other people can say it, that's like saying, like, oh, even though you don't have this type of relationship or this type of history, you're still going to use this out of context because you're using power on this word that you really don't have any relationship to. So for us, it's more than just like you can't call this person this because you don't have that relationship. You can't say it at all. Why? Because like you are someone who sits in privilege and this word will never impact you in the ways that it impacts me. Right. So when I so when another black person calls me nigga, I know they've been called nigga by the oppressor. Right. And I know that they're reclaiming that word to show that we have a connection right that other people outside of us don't have that connection to so if someone who is non-black I don't even care if it's like a Chinese person which China is colonizing Africa right now so there's a whole other context around hip-hop culture and blackness and colonizing black people from China but you can't say that to me right because that person holds privileges that I don't have and things that I don't have access to so this word is meaningless and they are perpetuating what the oppressor has saying by calling me it that's a lot to take in, right? That was a lot to take in. That was excellent. Yeah, in, in some. And the way that it's been reclaimed over time in the, in I would say in the 90s throughout the hip hop, well, the 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, and now, 
is there's a level of intimacy with it that can only be felt among those of likeness. It is not for you. It's one of the only things that's not for you. And the only thing, really. Right, literally. Right. Everything else you can say, you can do, you can see, you can touch, you can afford. And this is one thing that you can't. Is that not the definition of what is divisive? It doesn't matter. That's this we is one that, that doesn't right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That doesn't matter. And it's there and some, it's before you and I. That and I totally get that. But the, like the whole the whole argument with, with movements now, like with Black Lives Matter and Me Too, is like equal. It's like equality in in distinction. It's not equality, right? It's equity. So the difference between equality and equity, right? So like, say you and I, we got paid like the same amount, right? Like. But like being someone who goes through generational debt, I not only have like my debt, I also have like my parents' debt, right? So that's equality is like us getting the same amount of money. You still out here living your best life and I'm still out here paying debt. Equity is saying that we are going to give you like, I don't know, student loan forgiveness so that y'all are now operating through like life and y'all have the opportunity to operate through life in the same ways. Would we operate through life in the same ways? No, because like I'm a black person, a gender non-conforming person, right? So anytime I go to the bathroom, fill out forms, like it's a different experience for me, right? But, but trying to like raise it so that we can try to experience life or have similar opportunities and not be judged like based on like the ways that we are. So I just want to break down equality and equity. With the Black Lives Matter movement, it's not like us being like we need to be equal. It's us saying there needs to be an acknowledgement that there's a disadvantage happening here and that there's change that needs to happen so that these disadvantages don't exist or can be disrupted. Okay. I think it's, I mean, in the way that like, in the way that the social climate is, or like the, the, the political climate is right now, I think it's more prevalent than ever that there there is an acknowledgement. But I still think the basis of like using the word and like not allowing a certain race to use that word, like that is inherently divisive. But who created the division? I mean, the word we didn't stems start, from something. We didn't sure, start. Like, calling I'm using like an associate property, like what, like. Kike was like is like a derivative of like a derogatory word that was like created in World War II for like the Jews with like that were being oppressed in like Eastern Europe and Germany, and so like that is a very derogatory word, but that is not used among Jews. But that not here, right? It's not like, used anywhere. Like I would never go to like I would never go to Israel and be like, what's choice. up, Kike? That's a conscious choice of of Jewish people deciding that that's one of the more more derogatory words that that can be utilized. This word has changed over time. The connotation has here. changed over time. Yeah. Here. here. The history is here. Yeah. Nick is not used overseas. They don't use it like it's that. Here. It's here. And, and so, you know, Kiswahili is used in prison systems by, by, by black men because it's the only way that they can communicate without being heard by the prison officials. Sure. I, I mean, th- these things change over time. And some of them, things are going to be divided. Since there's been a man and a woman on this planet, there's been a division, right? I think one it's an inherent division. We're actually different. Fine. Physically. Fine. Yeah. But so, so, so I think the idea that division is going to be ameliorated and we're not going to have that going forward because life is going to be beautiful in a place of equality is like, it, and, that's an idealistic idea that's not going to be yeah. happening. And, and, and I also think, I shit. but like, I also think like, you know, yes, we're different, you know, just men and women, just like you said, like, yeah, we're physically different. We're different, but it's for so much of time, men have been predominantly seen as better. And now women are like, no, we have to, like, it's our turn and it's our time to 
we need to be equal. Or we need to be seen as just as good, if not better. You know, it's like because men were the ones who were just like status quo. Yeah, status quo. And it's like because there's some disruption. I think for the N-word conversation, like I am like, I'm not gonna say it. Like, that's I'm not out. mine, that's not mine. But I also think it's like that should blackface still be a thing? Like, why are we having those conversations when there are like bigger issues of like it's just not equal? Or like there are just bigger things to worry about where like, you know, police officers treat people differently. Sure. So it's like, why does that happen? Like, who yeah. cares? I don't want to say who cares because that makes it because like I don't have to deal with it. Like, who cares if someone uses a word that you can't use? But because that's just like there are just bigger issues. And it doesn't affect me in that. But why would you want to say it? Like what like what is it like does does saying the N-word, does a white person saying an N-word make you feel empowered? Because that's the problem in the first place is why people saying it makes you feel empowered. No, I think it's relatability. Like, like well, I've, I've been in a locker room, like, like we're we're athletes, right? Like yeah. and honestly, like in an in a locker room like of a collegiate sport, the majority of the athletes happen to be happen to be African black. Um, and like there was actually like an athlete in the New England Patriots locker room who said you dropped that word and like a, and it was caught on instagram and he like got in a lot of trouble but i bet you in that locker room he says it all the fucking time yeah but just because it's in a locker does. room that's like if they're all talking about how they're sexually harassing women but just because it's in a locker room like just because like it's like behind back doors to a level of intimacy because you said earlier okay, that okay. when you're an athlete this is your brotherhood so there's a level of intimacy there that maybe they the other teammates allowed yeah, allowed him to be in. Okay, we right. have friends that are white that said it around us. I already think of one KM, for instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that, that said it. Uh, well, whatever. <laughs> don't care. So don't fuck with you anyway. Um, but like, it, you know, there are people around us that didn't. I, I felt like at that time that was almost socioeconomically related yeah. in that sphere. Yeah. I don't know. As we've gotten older, things have changed. I mean, yeah. we're, it, it's, my, it's migrated, but because I even feel like it's not okay for a lot of other black people to come say, what's up, my nigga, to people they don't know. I feel like you right. have to have a level of understanding in order to say it. If I don't know you, I'm not going to call. I, no I have to get to know right. you. Those are fighting words. Those are fighting words to some people. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's not like it's just freely said all over the world. It's not. Literally, it comes with a different aspect. I feel like that word coming from a Caucasian to a black male is so deeply rooted I wouldn't want to even get into it with you as far as, you know, fighting or however it can yeah. go. It's just like, you know what? It was used for that amount of time for this. It is becoming a new face. The word has a new face and we're using it more for empowerment now. But at the same time, even, you know, most of the time I try to hold myself from using it a lot, you know, it's, it's just what it is. But at the same fact, it is just a word that shouldn't really be touched by the white Anyone that has a I say anybody that's not black because we know that like racism is also perpetuated by like non-black people. We um, I don't know if y'all heard of like what happened in Flatbush at the nail salon um, when it was these it was a grandmother and her two kids and they messed up the child's I think eyebrows or nails and she refused to pay and they locked the store and they beat them down with broomsticks and threw acid on them but yet the black women were the ones that were like arrested, right? So we know that like racism exists outside of like whiteness, right? But it's in proximity to whiteness because anything that's not black, whether it's people who are Asian or people who are Hispanic are still in closer proximity to mm -hmm, whiteness mm -hmm. according to our mm -hmm. racial uh, constructs. Yeah.
technically, black or white is not a color. We're all shades. <laughs> Just throw that but, in there. But race is, is yeah. a real construct that has existed for hundreds of years. That is the reason why there's world hunger, reason why there's like poverty, the reason why like climate change is happening, right? Because people were like, regardless of like how you feel, you're not white, and we're going to take your land, and we're going to disrupt your land, and cause earthquakes, and all types of global changes, right? Wasn't global warming? Global warming is definitely human made um we know this that that it, and it's not people of color because we know that like indigenous populations and we know african populations have cohabitated with animals and life since the beginning of time it wasn't until like europeans started going and taking over land and disrupting right and deforestation started to happen started one. to happen Crazy. that That's like climate change really became an issue people are the best and they're the worst. Humans are the best. Humans are the worst thing that ever happened to this planet. To the planet. But like, yeah. we're the only ones. Like, but but then you hear about people doing like incredible things, like yeah. you know, cleaning up the ocean. Like that Pacific one kid, thing. the kid that brought like, that thing out there. You to know, clean or the whole built, ocean, you know, it's someone it's said. Um, an investor came to my office and he was like, "Every piece of technology, like fire, we're gonna include, like can be used for good or evil, and like it's up to us now for the future to." create technology that's only going to be good use for good. But with capitalism, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't that. work like that. That's why humans are the <laughs> Cause worst. Because people are greedy. Yeah, yeah. So they're the worst, but <laughs> well, hopefully, so like, come on. It comes down to money. Yeah. At the end of the day, everything um, seems to stipulate to money. But uh, money for whom? I can agree. I mean, that's how it's, that's, at the end of the day, that's how it's always going to be until there's a dramatic change. Mm -hmm. And Did like, you so, no, I honestly, I, I, I didn't. It's, mm -hmm. it's still, it's still, a, it's still a gray area. Like, I know that I'm not going to use that word. Right. I, I so, know I'm not going to use it. But, I think so many, so many issues. Like, I actually don't like to have a lot of conversations with people that are, like, on one side of the spectrum, spectrum or not. Like, you are very different than, like, a black family. Like, your upbringing is very different. Like, you're right. Families are all the same. They all go through their shit. But like. We just have what had shit different, they go through is very different. And we've from just had other. very different experiences. Like I haven't had to deal with any sort of like racism or like I don't even know what that is. But as a woman, I've had to deal with sexual harassment, like sexual assault, like yeah, like um, not being listened to in the workplace, like all of these things, okay. everything. But I don't talk to a lot of men about it because not a lot of people. It's hard to understand, but not a lot of people are willing to be like, okay, this affects you. I'm going to change in this way. Or like, I have to, I might not, and I'm never going to understand it, but you're educating me on like why I can't say that word. So I'm not going to say it because it's like offensive. And you can say, well, it's not equal. It's not equal, but like life isn't equal. And I just wish more people were like, really would listen and be like, I, like, you know, I might... I don't know, men, like, yeah, well, white men are having a hard time this, this year. This year. But, like, well, that's one year out of all of this. And it's because people are actually, like, pushing back. Mm -hmm. And, like I said, I like, get exhausted when I have conversations because so many people don't, don't really try to listen and right. try to adjust their views and 
and how things are and a lot of that also is because like what you said that you're like sitting here learning stuff but it's also when people learn this information do you hold it in or do you talk to other people like you say you're yeah. not going to say the n-word but if you hear another white person say the n-word are you going to tell them not to say it be like hey actually that's something we probably shouldn't be saying now but i'll be like dude what the fuck but i'm saying that's the more <laughs> yeah. important conversation i won't know right? exactly how it's, to tell them why yeah. not to say that but, but, but we just gave you reasons why. We just yeah. gave you a lot of reasons It's why. just if he could understand, like, really grasp the really grasp why. the com- It's I, just I, bad. I, like, I, if I, I just I tell you as a parent, like, don't say yeah. that word. It's a bad word, period. Yeah. Would you choose to use it again or not? Or would you just understand that it's a bad word that can yeah. hurt people? I guess is the more so standing to say mm-hmm. that word can really hurt someone or cause conflict between you and someone for you not to use it. So that, I mean, that makes complete sense to me. Like, it right. causes conflict for right. sure. But, like, right. I get, sorry, okay, I'll take that back. I understand why I should not say that word. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why it's appropriate for a black to a black person to say. Because it. it's our choice. Fuck that. Well, then that's your fucking problem, Coleman. <laughs> I mean, this is why I can't talk with you about yeah. this. Like that's why. Like you just you're said, fuck four hundred years you're of history. Unwilling to waver or bend on one fucking word that you can't say. And we're ever. telling you it's hurting us. And it's painful. And I can say it to these people, but do I even say it? No. Would my dad ever fucking say it? No. No. I didn't grow up with this word. But I understand the association of intimacy with with the understanding of this population and going through years of a thing. That you understand. Let, let me say this. I'm not saying that like I want to say that word. Right. I am saying like I think it's bad that black and black people use that word. And that's fine. And that's you, what I'm saying. You can label that as bad. That's not going to affect the three people at the stage. Okay, that is what I'm saying. And I don't I don't I have zero interest in saying the N-word. Right. Zero interest at all. I think that in pop culture and shows and music and things that are promoted to people of everyone, it's bad. Because it stems from a really fucked up place. Yes. I don't have zero interest in saying it. That's correct. Let me say that. And as you know, going along with that, we did remote year fucking going to Croatia, for instance. I don't know if this if this happened in, in your group or if you ever saw this, but like, there was a man that was around and he loved to grab on the brown girls. Grab on, hold on, you know, follow us. We were called Negroids because that's what they still know to be true. It's called Negroid. And they thought this was a level of relationship. They hear our music, niggas used, Black people are glorified here. And so they're like, oh my God, that black person, that's a Negroid. I've heard about those Negroids. I've never seen one. I want to touch one, right? And so that's now my choice of whether I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna bring my Americanness with me and be like, you step into me with all this. Like, I can't handle this. But also, they may have never come across any other black person to, to give them the, the, the story, the guidance, the understanding as to why you're a little antiquated. Let's just discuss like this. So that decision of like, am I going to discuss this or am I going to get mad or am I just going to bypass this is a thing. True. Yes, it comes from a bad place. You're absolutely right. But it's still your choice to think that it's bad and others' choices to not think that it's so bad in, in our frame of reference. And that's, I think, the, 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 the place of discord or misunderstanding. Sure. So watching Insecure, right? Which that was the you homework I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, watch yeah, no, no, like, the episodes did you get? I got through six. Okay. okay. In like, in like five days, which is there's all right. Eight, there's like eight episodes. There's there's eight eight episodes. I'm, I'm almost in the first season, right? Okay. Uh, anyways, like that word, yeah, it's, what's up? Sorry, one minute, I'm like, oh my God, right. this time is going. So, so that word, like black to black relations, it's right. used in like friendly connotation. Yep. It's used in like a very derogatory, it's like, 
You yeah. did that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a very bad connotation and everything under the umbrella. So like it's, I've, I've heard the point you just said. Uh, uh, you, you, uh, you just said like the word, the word has been like taking back ownership and oh, like, I, I, yeah, reclaimed or whatever. And like, I, I have zero interest in using it, but I think it's bad. Like right. that word historically is bad, but now it's because it's used in common vernacular in different ways, it's good and bad. Can I insert? Okay, I insert. know. Th- I know this may be hard to believe um, because, like, as a white person, like every most of the things that created in our society are catered towards white people. But is it possible that the music that you listen to, where they say the N word, and the shows that you watch, actually might not be for you? That you're not the ideal audience for that, and that them saying nigga or nigger maybe to relate to other black people and not necessarily you. So yes, it is used in mainstream hip hop and it is used in mainstream TV, but the audience target may not be you. So your desired, your the basis of your argument has been, but they're using it on TV and they're using it on music, but they're using it and it's not for your consumption. You are choosing to consume it and then critiquing that it's being, that the audience, that it should not be used for the audience that it's, you know, targeted to be used for. So this is you being like, I'm sitting in all my privilege and I've been able to do all these things. And if y'all are talking about equality, then I should be able to do this too. When like everybody saying the N word isn't going to get everybody free. Like if, if they were to make a law right now, we're just like, everybody can say the N word. That's not going to get people free. So when you are over here sitting, talking about there are like bigger fish to fry, this is you like sitting in your privilege right now and being like, I can't do something. So this is an issue. Again, let me say like, I have zero interest in using the N word. I have like a problem with that. It's still okay for people to use it. So this is you being like, I'm sitting in all my privilege and I've been able to do all these things. And if y'all are talking about equality, then I should be able to do this too. When like everybody saying the N word isn't going to get everybody free. Like if, if they were to make a law right now, we're just like, everybody can say the N word. That's not going to get people free. So when you are over here sitting, talking about there are like bigger fish to fry, this is you like sitting in your privilege right now and being like, I can't do something. So this is an issue. Again, let me say like I have zero interest in using the N word. I have like a problem with that. It's still okay for people to use people it. to use it. But but so, it's not it's it's not a word that has any relationship to you. And when it's being used, it's not being used for you or to you. This is something that you see, and you're like, I'm not a part of this, so I'm going to have an opinion on it. Right. It otherwise doesn't affect you at all. It otherwise doesn't affect me at all. But it, I'm I'm still around it. Sure. So it when it's used, you, I just yeah, you can't yeah. you can't speed up and say, hey, listen, I don't think we should be using it. It's a fact. That would yeah, be. A, you I can do like, that. I feel you like that would be definitely. a very strange thing. That would be a very strange. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. It seems like. I think it definitely. I mean, it would, it it would, yeah. In a conversation, it would exclude me from a conversation. Yeah. Listen, would even you, somebody would you not speaking about a female. Yes, it would exclude you a from a conversation. A, a, a bitch. I feel like yo. I, like I, I've done it with my brother. My brother has called a female a bitch before. You're like, oh, 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 shit. Chill. It is so true. Someone like, calls, if a guy calls me a bitch, I'm like. But what no. if I call you bitch? Call him. Oh, I'd be different. Like, yeah. See the different ass. I yeah. totally get that. But it's yeah. like, yo, she has a name. Call her by her name. I feel like no female or yeah. male should be called outside of their name to be disrespectful because you're looking for something, basically. Yeah. Sure. You know. But like I even had to, like I said, I had to tell my own brother to chill out with that. He's like, yo, it's not affecting you. Yes, it is. Somewhere within my mind, you calling a person out of their name for no oblivious reason is wrong. You can't just say her name. You gotta be like, yo, this bitch did that. What? I just think like what I'm 
listening to and and trying to like digest and is like we have privilege that black people don't have and we were given this voice and we were given these opportunities just because like that is the way that it is like Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't be using that voice to fight something like this we should be using this our voice to fight something that's 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 more beneficial like black lives matter or i don't know like recidivism (laughs) shit (laughs) fucking prison system like like maybe yeah and like it's crazy because even like when it comes to um the black lives matter you want to bring it back to sportsmanship where we might be able to you know understand it a little bit more so we saw how that all played out and how that was misconstrued you know what it was oh you know they took this time at the game to do that and you know it's just about black people blah 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 okay so let's just say a kid gets kidnapped right that happens in the state of vermont far away from us can give two shits right the kid's not from here you don't know really anything you're going to disengage with it's not even a connection right a kid gets kidnapped from your block how is that going to affect you you're going to feel some type of way like that's damn that's happening close to home it's hitting close to home right you know me as a person just saying we know each other for years going down the line colin kaepernick takes that knee to open people's eyes of what is going on and how people are looking at it and how it was subjected towards him that he's doing it wrong at the wrong time for the wrong reason right i bring that now back into the locker room you knowing me knowing that i'm not a malicious person very understanding very loving mm-hmm. a great football player at the end of the day that's what you know of me. If I was to do that, would you take a knee with me? Or would you understand the reason why? The reasons why I would do that? Because we would sit and have that conversation. You would be in my corner. I would sit, I would sit with you. Probably be, I would be in your corner on the understanding of what he's trying to shed light on. However, I would not agree on the way in which it happened because I don't think it was the right medium to do it. Gotcha. What is the right medium to Call do it? Call a press conference to talk about racial inequality and strictly about that with athletes of, of that have a platform. Okay, but, but that's what he sat, did. Right. I would have done. But you would have said, <laughs> you, you would have sat with me, you would have took that. And, and it caused a lot of press conferences yeah, following that. Because he might <laughs> not have got it. He might not have got the attraction the medium, that he wanted. I, don't think yet, I think what he was standing for is entirely valid, and I think it should be of conversation. Mm-hmm. However, by doing what he did, yes, he, I mean, it was very non-confrontational, like it was very non-aggressive. Gotcha. However, I think in the platform which what that people tuned in to see that for and the platform that he had, it was not the right vehicle to do so. Well, you know, at that point in time, he didn't think everybody would react the way he did, right? Totally fair. Cool. Everything's so, good. And good. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But ultimately, course. you would have taken that knee with me. You would have sat with me at that point in time, understanding what I was doing it for, correct? I would have probably... I just want a yes or no. I would have not. I would not have taken a knee with you because I would have disagreed on the medium in which you're doing it through. Mm. So therefore, the you disagree. Period. No, no, no. I do not. Not at all. So then, I do not disagree. But, but on you what, do. If you if you're saying that taking a knee is too much for you to do, like because people are being stolen. So you said that you would feel some type of way if a kid from your neighborhood was stolen. What if kids from your neighborhood were killed every day? Okay. You would feel some type of way and want to do something about it, right? Of course. And if I had that, pla- like, I would not go, like, get my message out by standing naked in Times Square. But what if that was the only way that you felt like you could be heard? What if that was he your only have, platform? He that was, was starting football quarterback for a Super Bowl platform. team. It doesn't mean he's going to be heard, though. 
I don't know. I don't watch football. Well, well, All right. I, mean, I don't even know who he is. He had and... a very large platform. <laughs> I know, but... He had a very large platform outside of game day. A very large platform. And he definitely... He was the quarterback of a Super Bowl team, and there were a lot of eyes and cameras on him because he was a very good player at that time. He could have called for a press conference because he felt some sort of social injustice and called it specifically for that, and people would have listened. So you're telling black people that them taking a knee is too much and that they need to form a press conference in order to do it as long as it's not disrupting sports, because sports actually really doesn't matter in the scheme of life, like when people are being killed, when people are being beaten and incarcerated. I'm saying that that was not the right place for him to do it. So, yes. That's what you're saying, is that taking a knee... <clears throat> not even disrupting a game, taking a knee on the sideline um, was the wrong thing to do because it's okay that people are being killed every day. No! <laughs> it is not okay that people are it's being killed every point, day. It's just the point right. in time, it is the it's just the point point in time, time that, that he did, he did it. it. All right, but so why let me ask it, you another question. Go, well, go ahead, go ahead. But why is it, um, like, why was that such a bad way for him to do it? That's a good question. I think because his message got misconstrued with like what people were actually tuning in to do. So people tuned in for like a specific thing and then like that was completely sidetracked and then like this massive I don't know, I mean yeah, I've got a problem with the NFL too. But like this thing that is like this conglomerate. This conglomerate, this like enter this thing of entertainment mm -hmm. was completely interrupted by so interrupt is a bad word. Interrupt is a bad word. Just keep going. Yeah, just keep going. It's okay. Just speak. I would I would do this on or off camera. Yeah, I, 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 actually think, I actually think we're off camera right now. <laughs> like this. Okay. This thing that people tuned in to watch was completely interjected by something that they were not expecting, and so the messaging then was misconstrued and then twisted and actually did I didn't do what he was intending to do. It did more than yeah. what it ended up doing. I mean, he has a multi-million dollar deal with Nike. No shit. He's but now besides, featured in shit. Besides, it's a money, but besides the money. But he's using that money to donate, right? You're right, which is completely yeah. cool. But I didn't want it to turn to money. I wanted it to turn it to reason. Which but the deal has too. him now yes. in commercials. So uh, during like Monday Night Football, he's now always going to be in a commercial because they're sponsored by Nike, always going to be in a commercial giving his message about people speaking up for sure. their truth, right? Sure. So even though you don't think that it was the vehicle to do that, that was his vehicle to drive, and that's mm -hmm. the direction that he chose to go in, mm -hmm. which has like and landed him. So controversial. But that's good. It's supposed to be. The fact that people are dying in the streets should be controversial, and it wasn't. So him taking a knee, being controversial, like, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Right? Mm -hmm. There's there's no there's no necessarily like super correct way to advocate for our people. We know this, right? Because we're still not free, right? We still have to deal with like racial issues, right? That was his avenue in doing it. He didn't hurt anybody, he didn't take money out of people's pockets. He simply said, I'm gonna take a knee during the national anthem because like I believe that this country stands for more than just people being murdered in the streets and I believe in freedom. Mm -hmm. Right? He wasn't saying that fuck this country, this country is a great country. He's like, this I mean, country says stated, that it's for freedom and we need to be upheld. Civil rights started Again, I am very aware of like the messaging of what he was trying to basically portray. Mm -hmm. And I think the vehicle that he chose to do it through, which was his vehicle to choose and he drove it, ended up getting his message his messaging totally twisted. And it made a huge conflict and I think there was a way to avoid it to get the right me like the messaging that he wanted out. I think it allowed people to Take what he wanted and turn it into what they wanted because it's not what they wanted mm -hmm. to say.
that's another. Uh, but that's not true. Been, but I think that that would have happened no matter what. It right. Was. Right. It would yeah. Have, I mean, you see a video of of Alton Sterling, and there's still people who are like, I don't know, he must have done something wrong, and then so that. Not to jump into them, but I'm just no, saying. But jump in. Yeah, please. No. But I'm just saying. Let's we'll see at the table. <laughs> yeah, they have to be there, a cause for reaction. There's just people, there's, when it's even plain in front of you that there's still people willing to turn the other way and make excuses. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that it would have been, it would have been messy no matter what. He right. Yeah. 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 Even a press they, conference, they yeah. would have just not given him mics anymore. They would have right. not they given him any video they time. They do that during the Oscars. <laughs> Which actually was, literally I was just thinking about Taylor Swift got how many people to vote in? They had a spike of 60,000 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, in the state of oh, no, Tennessee. Like in Tennessee I think, She's a singer. Great example of a, using a platform. But that's her platform. And he used Colin's his platform. platform. The NFL. Yeah. I get it. But the, like, you're upset it, that it's just the it's, timing it's of the it. It's the timing in which he did it. He went about it's like, yes, he's the NFL, and NFL has a media day. Again, I think, like, <laughs> I think... It's the wrong thing that we're fighting about. Like, mm-hmm. what is? Yeah, it's like that's another argument. Yeah, right? you might yeah. not have agreed yeah. with how he did it, but like, what's happening because of it? Like, it's got this it conversation bringing, yeah. going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, you know, no political like campaign or activism. Like, nothing's gonna be perfect because there's gonna be people who disagree with how that's happening or how they're getting the message out. Or sometimes you need to be super radical and do some crazy shit to get people to hear you. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's just like what they did versus what they're doing it for, then again we've missed the mark. Yeah. You so, know like can I give an example of yeah. sometime Okay, so I am a super radical person, right? And I believe what? in black liberation, right? <laughs> and I know that like you may not agree with the ways that people do things, but Black people, we've had to, to make to do extreme measures in order to get the attention of like people who are in power in this country. So, um, in 2015, there was an international police conference in, in Chicago, the city of Chicago. Right, this is a a, a city that spends uh, four million dollars a day on police enforcement. Yet they're closing down schools left and right, right, because they're not trying to put money into um, this education system there. Right, they're not trying to put money into homeless shelters there, but they're putting money into law enforcement there. So it was super disrespectful to have an international police conference like in this city that invests in police and divests from actual communities that need the funding. So we did an action where we locked down um, to make it very difficult for the police officers to go to that conference that day. Uh, we blocked off intersections of where we did lockdowns. Um, I uh, chained myself um, in the hallway along with a few other people to block them from going to the ho- from the hotel that they were staying at into the conference. Uh, building which was like right next to it now you may say that's like the wrong way to do that and the wrong way to get the message out the following year at the police conference they made a public apology for the ways in which they've treated like black communities right and talked about the steps in which they're taking to address those things so you may think that like oh these radical ways like the way people handle it is like the wrong way but you never know what measures people have to take to get through the freedoms that you already have and so, like, me bringing that point is just to get you to understand that if you feel what I felt in that moment, like the same thing that happened with Vicky when you went to the, um... Uh, yeah, with that fundraiser. The oh, fundraiser. Well. And how she felt, how she felt in that moment, but if that wasn't directed towards her, but she saw how emotional inclined she felt at that one moment. And 
if you understand how I felt in that moment, for you to to really latch on to me and be like, you know what, Mark, I got you regardless of whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna back you 100%. It's that feeling of compassion and understanding that people need to feel around the world. That's why it's a Black Lives or All Lives Matter. However you want to look at it, everybody needs to be taken <laughs> as equals regardless of anything. So if I'm called the N-word and you see I'm offended and I'm ready to go to war and you go to war with me, I know you understand where I'm coming from. It's not even the fact that you have to, but if you feel some type of way the same way that I do, you understand how it is. So if I get you to even feel some type of inclination of how I feel, I'm getting you to understand some way somehow that's totally fair so in mean. conversation if i am uncomfortable with the word and i'm around two black friends of mine and they say, and they say tell the them. n-word tell and i'd be like what's tell up them. Tell, tell them i'm so dead bro listen would that not i wouldn't advise you, you to tell them i mean it really depends on what your relationship are with those two people but i would never tell two people that they can't say something to one another because i am uncomfortable even though it has nothing to do with me in the same ways that if someone's making out next to me, I'm not gonna tell them to stop making out. I, you, do do you, do you, do you. But it really depends on your relationship with them. He's telling you, tell them that you feel uncomfortable. I'm, I'm telling you that I wouldn't do it, but it, I don't know what your relationship is with, is with the person. But like, if I hear them over here calling each other bitch, I'm not gonna be like, y'all can't say bitch, right? Because I don't know what y'all relationship is yeah, to one right, another, right, right. and I don't know how y'all feel about that, right? right. Like, um, and if you did, I'll be like. <laughs> It doesn't really get me uncomfortable. I will never use that word because I know it's not right for me to use. Right. And like at the end of the day, like I'm a firm believer in like sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never harm me. So like I don't really give a shit. Gotcha. But like it's still kind of like I wouldn't I would never say like don't use that word. I feel uncomfortable around me. But like mm -hmm. it's still kind of interesting that like that you're that you're using it. Yeah, I feel me. like that the is, funny that thing is, is still, and that's why I want to have this conversation. Like, it's still very interesting to me because the the roots of the words are very derogatory, and I get that you're trying to take ownership of the word. I I wholly understand that. Uh, but it's still being used as derogatory from white people, right? So for you, for you, for you to be like white, to be like, why can't everybody say it? And equality is just like I never know what the white person is saying when they're calling me a nigga. I don't know what kind of personal joy they're getting out of saying it, yeah. even if it isn't in like a friendly way. It's still too much. Like, I've been called a, a nigger and a nigga by a white person, and it was derogatory, right? So, like, I, for me, it's a trigger anytime I hear a white person or a non-black person say it. Um, even though I listen to Takashi 6 9 he should not be saying it, right? <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, so, like, you, you're here to say sticks and stones, you know, breaking walls and never hurt you, but, like, you sit in the highest of the highest of privilege, right? Mm -hmm. You are able-bodied, right? You can move around. You're not a disabled person. You're not homeless. You're not, mental I don't, I don't, you don't have any mental illness. You're straight. You're straight, right? Like, like the world is set up, for, like, for you to navigate in this way, regardless of whether or not you have money or not. Even if you were to lose all your money to today right like you can still like still walk through wall street and like the police not stop and frisk you right? right so like these are these are these are things that so when you say sticks and stone never bring wrongs it's because like the world is set up so that like there you aren't you can't get hurt right hurt. like but for like these individuals right like if somebody were to say something derogatory about like women like there are things that could actually have an emotional like reaction and, like a trigger for them because of them having to navigate the world in the ways that they have the same thing for me anytime somebody says anything homophobic or transphobic or anything like that and the same thing for him if anybody says anything about black men yeah. so i'm fucked and my voice means nothing 
No. Oh, oh man, I want to go all the way to that yeah. extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. But, but this obviously is encouraging women. Obviously, that's extreme. Yeah. I, think, I think now I it's just like people, people are finding their voices yeah. and people are being heard. And yeah, like I said it the other day, you know, it's, you know, because white men have been like, it's a hard time for us. Like, it's not safe for our my little white boy to grow up in this world and it's like be violent <laughs> but it's also just like unfortunately like some people have to sacrifice like there might be some time to sacrifice for them like it might be tough it might be tough because they have to deal with like the issues around them but like it's been really yeah like teach your sons better and, yeah but what's tough and, about it that you can't be a violent person and, teach right, your sons better. And that's the like, thing and it's like you know i i feel like my voice isn't heard like for you to say that that's that sucks everyone should voice should be heard but it's like you can white men can still do a lot of things and become supreme court justice and like mm. it's like well if the worst thing that happens is you be, you go back to being like you know working in the job that you had or whatever it's like and you, you had to have an uncomfortable conversation or you might not get as much money in your next job, but you're still fine. Like there's just, it needs to, it needs to come down. And unfortunately there's like so many inequalities right now that's like women are fighting for their rights. Like transgenders, like blacks, like everybody, everyone's like, I have a voice. walking on eggshells. Everyone is walking on eggshells right now. Because people have feelings. Societal change around the world. It's sad though that your perspective is, I don't have a voice when your perspective would be, I actually do have a voice because I sit in all this privilege and I can use it to help other people. Yeah. That's, that might be an interesting place to go from here. And you might not be used to thinking that way, but maybe it's time to think that way. You, you actually have more voice than any of us. Like, if either of us were to call police, they would question, like, all of us on, like, what really happened. But you are the voice of reason. If you call the police, you're like, this will happen. They're going to be like, all right. Mm-hmm. So, like, just know that, like, your voice yeah, is your always voice valid. Is, is loud it's loud. very loud and it's very valid and it always it's has been. Helpful. And it can be very helpful for other people you, around this table. How you use it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And that's what we're just probably trying to get a lot more people to understand, like, like we keep saying spectrum, there's two sides of the spectrum. And it's how you look to help is. And so many people aren't having these conversations. And that's I all. know so many men that are like, yeah, like, oh my God, on my Facebook, I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Like, shut you up. You can never get anyone else to sit at the table. That's yeah, man. and like. I could never have like, done that. I wouldn't be able to do it that way. Yeah, that's like step one. Yeah, I think um, it's great. It's yeah. fabulous that. that it's funny because you said that sticks and stones. I used to think the same thing until I got called it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta pee so bad. And you're like, ooh, it's like it's like a physical reaction yeah. when somebody calls you the N-word and they're not black. It's just like it's like a jerk. It's like my chest gets tight, my eyes water. It's right. like a yeah, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. And it's also like, I don't know about y'all parents, but my parents had a conversation with me about the N-word. And I didn't get that. I had a conversation about it, and it was just like it was. It was just like basically. I, I just know it wasn't right to say yeah, no. that this is something that you're gonna be called, mm. and that it's not okay if someone calls you this, and you need to figure out how you're going to navigate it when you're gonna get called it. But you are gonna get called it in your life. And, and it was a very pro- short pro- conversation. And having that conversation. It was a yep. very, very short conversation, 
but it was a conversation that was necessary because it wasn't like I wasn't having that conversation with my friends. Mm. My friends were all calling each other the nigga at a very young age, and the teacher was always trying to shut people down for saying it, but then also not understanding that that's something that we hear our folks calling each other, right? So it's just like at a very young age, like that comes up. And so it doesn't really matter if you have it with your parents or not. It's a conversation that's had yeah. at some point. Yeah, of course. We just wrapped depression. We hope you loved that chat as much as we did. We really want to hear how you brought this to your dinner tables after singing at ours. Remember to like, subscribe, join Patreon, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards. No hate, we gonna delete that. <laughs> <laughs>